Here we go. West Hills Friends is a Quaker meeting in Portland, Oregon. You can find more information about our community at westhillsfriends.org. As a Quaker community, we encourage everyone to share from their hearts. Especially as it pertains to God's leading in their lives. These words are shared into a community that values the opportunity to respond and dialogue about what is said. The responses and dialogue are not included in this recording. The views expressed in this content are solely those of the original contributor. And do not necessarily speak for the entire West Hills Friends community. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. Uh, my name is Martha, and I am a pilgrim, and it is lovely to be with you all today. Not just the faces here in the room, um, but the everyone listening to the recording. Uh, the names that we've even mentioned who belong to us but may not be in the room today. Jim and Claire. Uh, my friend Simone from Belgium, who started his pilgrimage from the Tizé Chapel on Easter Sunday last year, who I met in Zavaldica, Spain, last May. Um, and the last song we sang, we also sang at quarterly meetings, so the extension of our yearly meeting of Sierra Cascades. There are no mistakes. I just can't get over it. Spirit knows <laughs> what's up. Our text today is Proverbs 30, verses 7 through 9. Two things I ask of you, O Lord. Do not refuse me before I die. Keep falsehood and lies far from me. Give me neither poverty nor riches, but give me only my daily bread. Otherwise, I may have too much and disown you and say, who is the Lord? Or I may become poor and steal and so dishonor the name of my God. Every time I bring a message, uh, before Mark puts it on the website, he asks if I have a title for it, and I always say no. <laughs> but today I do, and it's called The Joy of Just Rightness. And I love, um, I mean, it's such a privilege to get to journey with you all for this time. It's ridiculous to me that being the last person in the door, I get to be at the podium the most often. There's so much wisdom and experience already in this, in this body. Um, why do I get so many turns? Um, so this might be real old to you. And we just sang about it. Just rightness, enoughness, living for today. No need for greed or hunger or war. I'm already off track. Proverbs 30. Give me just enough, Lord, please. Uh, this week uh, is the start of Lent, the season leading up to Easter. And many Christ followers around the world will be observing Lent in a variety of ways. When I was first introduced to it, it was a time of mourning and repentance and um, soul-searching, scouring, trying to identify with the sufferings of Christ. There was one year that I gave up meat, uh, which I thought was, you know, super brave. And turns out I have the constitution that really doesn't do all right with that. And 
I got real crabby at one point and was like, God, I'm trying to identify with your sufferings. And I think Spirit laughed at that point, like, no meat, huh? <laughs> uh, but the season of Lent, I've only ever encountered it as mourning or repentance, a time of fasting, a time of, um, I said this, soul scouring. And Tuesday, if Wednesday is where it starts on Ash Wednesday, we mark, we, many Christ followers uh, get ashes imposed, an imposition of ashes on their forehead to remind them of dust, that we come from dust and return to dust. And so the day before on Tuesday, known as Mardi Gras, the biggest party of the year because you're going to be fasting from sugar or carbs or the internet or um, what have you. So you better like stock up. <laughs> Load up on Fat Tuesday, Mardi Gras. Party up because you're not drinking or you're not, whatever it is. I thought about that juxtaposition of overdo it so that you don't miss it later or get more than all you need so that you don't feel as bad about giving up something. How do those dynamics play out for each of us? And uh, what if instead it were an enough space, a just right space? instead of an overdoing space. Uh, I didn't get this loaded, but there was a picture um, in an Ash Wednesday service I attended a few years ago on a loop, a black and white picture of a tree in an empty, barren field. The tree was barren of leaves. It was just, just the trunk and limbs and branches shaped kind of like a Y. There's the trunk, and, and it's sprawled out, but it looks kind of deserty, so it's kind of, it's not a round tree, it's kind of a blown out in the middle, it looks like a Y. It looked very barren, it was meant to convey barrenness, dustiness, emptiness, consider your frailty, wah. And as I kept watching the loop of slideshow pictures, when that one came back around, I was captivated by it. Because it didn't look like a tree in the desert to me anymore. It looked like two dancers with their feet together and holding hands, and, but with one hand out, like, like they were spinning, like they were defying the laws of physics, like they were um, reaching like they were flailing, um, like they were about to collapse. And I was struck by the temporality of it, the immediacy of it, the moment of to be in that type of a dance move with someone, trusting the center, trusting gravity, trusting the spin. And that changed the way I thought about dustness and frailty. Because if this tree could be a picture of dancers arching outward, defying gravity and playing with the laws of physics, maybe it was more a picture of freedom as partnered with limitations.
And what if my dustness could be a gift as a clarifier for my life, that I don't get this day back or this moment back? Instead of mourning my dustness and my frailty, could I be grateful for it? Other moments I've had like that, and maybe you've had moments in your life as well, have been snow days. Well, I can only do so much. There's a limitation, a clarifier. Or even yesterday, as the window of time I had to finish working on my sermon was closing, sermon message, and I sat down to work on it, and my cat jumped on my lap, as she often does, but she curled up real contentedly, requiring both my arms. And I looked at her, and I looked at the table of goods in front of me, which incidentally at the time I was thinking, does this message even matter? Is this the message for tomorrow? Why does this message matter? About just rightness or enoughness or whatever. I got more work to do on this message if I'm gonna give it. Comes the cat, comes the not now you're not. And I got to choose, oh, here I am in my moment with my message about enoughness, <laughs> thinking I got to keep working. And the Spirit of God comes in my cat going, no, you don't. Trust that there's enough. Earlier this week, a friend posted a picture on Facebook. It's of... Uh, The frame is full of a waterfall, but the caption is what seized me. He wrote, there are places like this where it is not possible to get all my favorite parts into an image. Maybe that's why every photo seems in its way a kind of failure. Sometimes though, I capture a beautiful failure and it is enough. the joy of just rightness. Not too much, not too little, not perfect, but right on time. A week ago, I got to host a commitment ceremony for two friends. It wasn't a marriage, they didn't want the state involved, but it was the holiest thing I've ever been a part of. I wanted to get on my knees because it was so rife with meaning. It was just right for them. And it was right on time. What if in the next days and weeks leading up to Easter, we choose an attitude of just rightness, of gratitude? What if you kept a list every day on paper, on your fridge, on your phone, somewhere that you could look back and say, here's what was just right this day. Here's how I knew that I wouldn't have time forever, but that there was enough. And what are the things in your life, like the cat, that come and tell you, no, really? There is enough.
Hey, thanks for listening to our podcast. We're really happy that so many of you are finding it to be helpful and as a way to stay connected with what's going on with us here at West Hills Friends. If you'd like to stay connected with us in other ways, we have a couple options for you. You can check out our website. It's westhillsfriends.org. There you'll find some more information about who we are as a community. You can also follow us on Facebook. We have a Facebook account by just searching for West Hills Friends. You can also follow us on Instagram. We have a Instagram account with the name West Hills Friends. So we hope that you'll get connected with us in other ways. And again, thanks for taking the time to listen to this podcast.